How many of y'all know the attack is on? It's all right. That means you got a great assignment. If you're under great attack, it's because you have a great assignment. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you're under great attack, you ought to say thank you, God, for the great assignments that's on my life. Hallelujah. We've been talking about the attack is for the assignment. Our main scripture is found in Jeremiah chapter 1. Amen. Let's go there. Jeremiah chapter 1. You ain't got to join no gym. Just come to church and work out. Come to church and give them some praise. Amen. Trying to get on the Stairmaster and all that. Just come to church and give them some praise. You'll burn some calories. Somebody say amen. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed you in the belly. Who's forming people? God. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you before You came out of the womb, I sanctified you, I set you apart, and I ordained you. God has a purpose and an assignment on your life. Everybody say, God has an assignment. Everybody say, everybody say, God has an assignment. Everybody say, God has an assignment on my life. Everybody say, God has an assignment on my life. You are the solution to someone's problem. Did you know that God created you? Because you are the solution to someone's problem. You are the reward for somebody. You are a reward for somebody. Somebody needs you. Somebody needs what you know. Somebody needs what you can do. Somebody needs your anointing. Somebody needs your understanding. Somebody needs you in a room because you change the atmosphere. When you come in, things shift. Somebody needs you, not everybody, but somebody does. Somebody needs you on their team. You are the missing piece to somebody's team. <laughs> Wonder what the Buccaneers was missing when they couldn't get the Super Bowl. Wonder what they was missing. Tom Brady. Come on. They was waiting. He was the solution to somebody's problem. Amen. And I guarantee you, somebody retired last year that would not have had a ring if Tom Brady hadn't showed up. Now, we don't know what was wrong with the Patriots. They didn't want him no more. Come on, somebody. They wanted to do it from uh, Carolina. I don't know why. Cam Newton, I don't know why. I don't know why they want him because they had the champion. Somebody say amen. amen. But it don't matter. You go where you are celebrated, wanted, right? Not just where you are that's kind of how you know where you need to be. Somebody say amen. Amen. Barring spouses. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Spouse that can always celebrate you. Somebody say amen. Pastor told me I should leave because you don't celebrate me. I ain't said that. Amen. All right. You don't decide your assignment. You what? Come on, say, I discover my assignment. I don't decide my assignment. That means if you try to do something and you're not assigned to do, well, you might be out of the will of God. You could be successful, you might not be successful, but you definitely could be out of the will of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. It is essential that you discover your assignment and give yourself totally to it. I'm just repeating things we've already said. All right. 
As you prepare, everything in your training prepares you for your assignment. There are times in your life when you will be in boot camp for your assignment. There is a natural assignment, which we call a vocation or a career. There is a spiritual assignment, which is what we call our ministry. And sometimes the natural and the ministry come together. Now, you can do the natural and use it as a springboard for ministry, no matter what you're doing. If you're baking cakes, you can do it to bring glory to God and bring souls into the kingdom. If you're doing hair, if you're washing cars, whatever you're doing, if you're working on cars, you can do it for the glory of God and bring people into the kingdom. Teaching school, you can do it to bring glory to God and bring people into the kingdom. Somebody say amen. amen. Every spiritual battle you have faced, every, I want to say, every major spiritual battle that you have faced, and I, you, some of us don't get this yet, but it's true. Every major spiritual battle you faced in your life, whether it was over your sexuality, whether it was over uh, poverty and money, whatever it was, every major spiritual battle you've ever faced in your life was number one, to break the bond to those who you're assigned to in your assignment, those who are assigned to train you and prepare you for your assignment, those to whom you are assigned to, he wants to break. He wants to stop that. Somebody say amen. amen. If you never get prepared, you don't get your assignment. So first of all, he wants to break your bond from people like me who's here to prepare you for your assignment. Yes. Somebody say amen. amen. And then once you get into your assignment, he wants to break the bond uh, of the people you are assigned to solve problems for. Yes. Number two, every major spiritual warfare in your life was to make you doubt your assignment. Number three, every major spiritual battle in your life was sent to make you fear your assignment. And number four, every major, major, major battle, even once you get into your assignment, that have been assigned to you, the assassins of hell, are sent to make you quit your assignment. Everybody say, I'm not a quitter. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. That's one thing my mama did teach me in the natural. She said, if you're going to quit, why'd you start? She wouldn't let me quit. She wouldn't let me quit. She's not a quitter. Somebody say, just, that's just in the natural. That was just in the natural. Somebody say amen. amen. And y'all, we're not quitting no assignment. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Do it ever cross your mind? Every day, every night. Hello? But we know that's the devil. Somebody say amen. amen. No, no, no. We're we not going to quit. Somebody say amen. When wrong people leave your life, wrong things stop happening. The difference between significance and insignificance is your adversary. You need an adversary. Some of us want to go through life on beds of ease. If you go through life on beds of ease, you can never get a reward. You can never become a champion. David became king because he was willing to face an enemy that others were not willing to face. You've got to face your enemies. Even in the secular world, in Hollywood, they will tell you, I had to face my what? Demons. They call them demons. And we're in the church sitting there talking about, oh, it's just a bad habit. Worldly people call their stuff demons. They know what they're dealing with. What are you dealing with? This is my personality. No. Come on. Come on. Smokey Robinson, just my imagination. No. 
It's not just your imagination. Somebody say amen. amen. It's spirits. And you got to face that stuff. You got to face your enemies. And guess what? When you face them, you can do what? Win. Because thanks be to God. That does what? Everybody say always. But Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't care. I should, just like Kenneth Hagin, you say, I, 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 my dear sister, I'm sure I don't. I'm sure I don't know what you're going through. But I know what the Bible says. The Bible says, thanks be unto God that does what? Always cause us to triumph and come out on the top. Somebody say amen. So the, the difference between your significance and insignificant, you can go through life being an insignificant Christian for the rest of your life being an insignificant person because you refuse to face your enemies and defeat them. Running from your enemies, running from your your problems, running from, running from, running from. People go from church to church to church. They get to church. It's always the same thing. People come here. Get I ain't never been to church like this. Oh, my God. You guys are so loving. Oh, my God. You guys preach the word. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. It's so funny. Fast forward a year. I'm leaving. Damn, they, 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 they. No, because when you go to your next place, guess who's still going to be there? And you're going to find problems with the next people. And Come on. If you be honest, you done been to four different churches already. Three different jobs. Huh? Every job you got fired. They was all, it was always a conspiracy against you. They didn't like you. They was racist. Hello? No, man. We got we to gotta stop making excuses and face our enemies because the only thing between you being a regular person and never really doing nothing and being significant is an adversary. The seasons of your life will change every time you use your faith. Somebody say amen. Waiting on God. No, God's waiting on you to use your faith because now faith is. Come on, every time you use your faith, I'm just waiting for my season to change. Your season going to change when you decide to use your faith. Y'all remember the one with the issue of blood? Was she up waiting on Jesus? Did the season of her life change? She had been a 12-year season of bleeding. But when she decided, come on, somebody. When she said, if I can touch the infant's garment, I'll be made home. And then got up off her duff in pain, pressed through the crowd and did it. The season of our life changed. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Warfare always surrounds the birth of your son. Warfare always surrounds the birth of your son. Why? Because anything good is hated by everything evil. So last week we talked about the first part, how to identify the enemies of your assignment. And I can't go back into it, but it's up there on the podcast. How to identify the enemies of your assignment. We said that many people who are comfortable with your weaknesses, they like your weaknesses, are going to be adversarial to your assignment. The same people that was cool with you when you were smoking weed out there in the streets doing this and the third, right? They weren't smoking weed with you. They were just cool that you was doing that. 
But as soon as you come to church, dig into the word, start getting serious, praying in tongues, now they got a problem. We talked about that. Jealousy seems to be one of the major triggers that many enemies have to your son. Jealousy seems to be one of the main triggers that trigger the enemy towards your son. And that's in the flesh, people. That's people. A relative may be an ally and become an enemy when they find out you're a son. A pleasant associate may become an enemy when you don't do what they want you to do and you choose your assignment over them. Those who disrespect your assignment are unqualified for your time, for your talent, and your substance. They don't get access when they continue to speak against and disrespect what God has put in you. Now I want to get to another enemy of your assignment. How many of y'all want to be successful in life? Let me see here. Amen. Everybody, I think that's what everybody's going for. People go to YouTube and they want to hear somebody talk about success. A lot of people up there talking about success. Will Smith is up there with his weird self talking about success. Denzel Washington, he got some speeches on success. Oprah Winfrey's up there talking about success. A lot of guru people talk about success. I want to flip the script on you a little bit tonight, Tyrell, and mess in your brain. Success can be one of the main enemies to your son. And I'm going to prove it by the word of God. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And when, and then thou shalt make your way prosperous. I want you to see this. God, stay with me now. All right. And then thou shalt make your way prosperous. Who's going to make your way prosperous? Not God. Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Right, that's what I say. Get out your religious mind. I love messing with y'all religious mind at church. That's why I'm always asking questions. Because y'all so religious, y'all think y'all know everything. I already know it, and I'm not even using the brain cell. I'm just going to answer it without thinking, right? No, that's not what it said. Look at it again. The book of the law should not depart out of whose mouth? Yours, all right? But you shall meditate on it day, day and night, right? So if you speak the word out of your mouth, you meditate on it day and night, and observe to do what's in there that is written, then who shall make your way prosperous? You. You're going to make your way prosperous. And you shall have good success. Somebody say amen. Now y'all, this is just like one verse of how to be successful, right? It sounds easy, right? Y'all think it's easy? It's pretty easy, I think. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Y'all, the Bible, my sister, the Bible emphatically tells us how to be successful. If we do this scripture right here, you're going to be successful. You're going to be prosperous. That's a guarantee. There are so many scriptures in the Bible 
that give you the simple pathway to being successful. If, 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 if everybody in this room do this scripture, you're going to be successful. Guaranteed. The whole Bible is not a whole book of how you can be successful. Success is in a verse in the Bible over and over. It's not some complicated formula. It's not. It really isn't. And y'all, the tragedy of it is that the world take the principles of the Bible and use them for success better than the church does. If it was that hard, the world couldn't do it. Somebody say amen. But there's a key in this verse. It says, and then thou shall have good success. You should make your way prosper. You should have good success. Now, good in this sentence is an adjective to what word? Success. Success is the subject, right, of that last part. What modifies the subject is the adjective. What kind of success? Good. So if there is, come on, let's talk about inferences now. How many of y'all took some of them state exams, right? What is that inferring? If there is good success, there could be what? Bad success or wrong success. Hello? I've seen success destroy more people than failure ever did. I really have in my lifetime. People I never thought would act a certain way. People you grew up with, people you came through with, they got successful and started what? Changing. If there's good success, there can also be bad success, and success can become an enemy to your son. The other day I heard about a girl, I know they're making some modifications to clean up OnlyFans, something like that. Every time I say OnlyFans, all the young dudes' heads pack up. Stay, stay off of OnlyFans. No amens on that. Mm. Some girl verified she made $1 million in one week on What's it called? OnlyFans? The, oh, I don't know what it's called. Don't nobody know. It's OnlyFans. Fans only. Fans only page. Whatever they call it. She made a million dollars in one week. That's success, y'all. But is that good success? Hmm. There's a guy named Big Ron. I went to uh, middle school with. It was something about it. I would talk to my mom one day. There was something about the class of 1985, middle schoolers, that graduated the eighth grade in 85. Y'all, I don't know if they put something in our vaccine when we came through. Every last one of us grew gigantic. Mom, am I lying? All my friends in middle school, huh? Am I telling the truth? We was big people. Tall, 6'3", 6'4", in middle school. 
beards and mustaches in middle school and hadn't failed a grade. There was a dude named Ryan Shields. He broke the, uh, the quarter uh, relay uh, record in Harmon Middle School. His, his, his record may still be up there. Looked like He-Man. Red, bright dude with sandy hair. Yo, Dub looked like he was on steroids. But no, no, we couldn't afford no steroids. Nobody had steroids. Y'all, it was just, we was just big. I don't know if we was close, you know, we Silkwood, we close over there Pasadena, the refineries. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but we were freakishly, mom, am I lying? We were freakishly big. I bring my friend home, my mom be like, good gracious, what? Get these college boys for it. We was big. This guy named Big Ron, we tried to get him to play football, and he come out there, and y'all, I was the worst football player. He was worse than me. And then he just was too cool for it. And y'all, next thing we know, he be driving a blue Lincoln Town car in middle school, not middle school, in high school, ninth grade year, Big Ron. Spinners on his car. Boom, boom, sister. You know, back in the day, that's when LG, uh, LL Cool J was out, boom, you know. Key Sweat had the 808. And he was driving, and he was always money at lunchtime. And he was bigger than me. Designer clothes, big dookie uh, chain. Y'all know what the dookie chain was. I'm not being vulgar. That's what they called it, right? The dookie chain. Big medallion on it. And that was Big Ron. You know, my name is Ron, so me and Big Ron, Ben, and we used to be beatboxing in the stairwells, like, you know, because you get the sound, and when you're going up the stairs, you know, <laughs> me and Big Ron. But, y'all, he was successful selling drugs in high school, rings, watches. He'd be at all the talent shows, all the games. I mean, big, just, I mean, just big. No shape to face. You know when you're so big, your face get. You remember Jaws? The guy Jaws on on, on 007. The, the black. Y'all remember the dude on, on Green Green Mile? That that, that that that. I mean, when you're so big, your face it's just it don't mean, it ain't right. That's how big this dude was. Big old gallon head. But he was successful, y'all, at selling drugs. He was, a, he was the big drug guy in South Park. And I had to distance myself away from him because I didn't want that kind of success. Somebody say amen. amen. If there's good success, there's also bad success. So I want you to write this down. Those of y'all who want money, who crave money, people got problems with money. Money is not a good marker for success. It's not the only metric for success and you should not use it as the primary metric for your success in life. I'm going to say that again. Money should not be the only metric, should not be the main metric you use for success in this life. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Let's go over to First Timothy. 
for the love of money. My mama liked her much. I sing all her songs. Who's that, mama? OJ's. Money, 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 money. That was Donald Trump theme song. Y'all remember that? On The Apprentice. It was a gospel song. I'm singing it. You know it was a gospel song? They were singing the scripture. For the love of money. Come on. First Timothy 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the root. The root. The root. The root. The root is on fire. For the love of money is the root. Some of us in here love money. And I'm going to tell you now, some of the poorest people love money more than folks that have money. Just a couple of doors down <laughs> from where we are right now. I don't even see people go in. They just stand at the door and then all of a sudden they vanish. <laughs> where they go? Just a couple of doors down. It's dark. All the windows tinted out. What are they doing? They sitting on stools. Trying to get some money. But Randall, they got money. They got the paycheck. You can't even go in there if you don't have no money. But they love money. They trying to get more money. They trying to get it quick. And there's no logic to it because you try to tell them, hey, y'all, the game rooms are not losing. That's why they popping up everywhere. It's a real lucrative business. And they'll be in these stores. And you talk to them. Man, I, I won $300 last month. How, how long you been playing? For last year? Okay. So they gave you $300 you can spend? No, it's $300 credit for the store. I, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't. Our people, man, they just don't get it. But it don't matter because now they hooked on it. And they know that the games are addictive in themselves. The lights, the sounds of it. <laughs> the I almost, oh, I almost won. Oh, give me 10 more dollars. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. I wonder what time and place is closed. They don't. They don't. They, they want to be open all time of night just in case. You want to come lose some more money. Do you know as a culture, people will say, going to Las Vegas on a flight, they paid $300 for the flight. They paid $400 for the hotel. They will tell you, this is how idiotic it is. All I got is $500 to lose. You ever heard somebody say that? All I got $500 to lose. 
they know they probably gonna lose. But the chance that I might hit, I might hit the power ball. I see some of y'all playing. I know some of y'all been there be playing the power ball, the lottery and all that. Y'all go ahead. And can I make a confession? Your pastor plays the lottery as much as he wants to. Did you know that? Did you know that? I just happen to don't want to. Pastor, you ever played the lottery? I did. I just want to be real honest with you. When the lottery first came out, I remember the first month it came out, it was a big deal in Texas because you remember, they didn't have a lot. It was illegal. You, you'd have to go to Louisiana to get a lottery ticket or something. I remember when it first came out. It came out in, during my childhood. And I remember saying to God, or maybe after we got married, I think it was when he hit. Was it after we got married? It was before that. But I remember I prayed and I fasted. To me, can you imagine I prayed and fasted to play the lottery? Do you know why I prayed and fasted to play the lottery, Terrell? Let me tell you, let me tell you, no, no, let me tell you why. I said, God, I'm not going to be stupid. Now, I said, because you know people say, well, what if God want to bless you that way? So I prayed. And I prayed. And I said, God, I'm going to play the lottery one time. If you want me to win, I better win on this time because I ain't never playing it again. And y'all, I stuck to that. I did. Because I said, I can't be a fool out here wasting all my money on gambling. Somebody say amen. That, that might not have been right. I was corn or whatever. But y'all, I had enough sense to know if God, want, if God really wanted to bless me, he knew that was the only time I was going to play because I wasn't going to go back on that and I never did. I ain't scratch off. I ain't do. I, I did one time. I did one. I did one time. That's all I did. I said, God, you want me to win? You, I better win now. And I did win. Somebody say amen. So that was another path for God to bring me money, and He did. But the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some, what's that word? Coveted. Can you check your heart on covetousness? Hello? Do you get happy when somebody else get a new car? I won't call like that. Are you covenant? Are you always talking about what you want that somebody else got? Are you always thinking like that? Come on, somebody. I never wanted what nobody else had. Come on, somebody. I never went on nobody's house and said, I want a house like yours. I never seen, there's nobody car I ever saw at the church. I said, I want a car like that. Never. Nobody's car I ever saw ever. Matter of fact, I ain't even like no luxury car. I thought Mercedes was for homosexual dudes. That's what I thought. I was wrong. Because that's all I got now, right? I was wrong, but I didn't want, I ain't want nothing to do with all that. Right? I ain't want what somebody else had. Hello? The love of money is the root of all evil, while some covered it after have erred from the faith. You can error from the faith. That's why I'm saying that you can have some success, you can be getting paid in the shade, drinking lemonade, and be way off from the assignment God has put on your life. Now, Pastor, are you saying God don't want me to have money? Yeah, he does want you to have money, but he wants you to have it doing your assignment. If you do your assignment, 
He's going to provide divine provision for your divine assignment, and you're going to get to eat off some of that. Somebody say amen. I mean, you can eat off enough of it and have a jet. Somebody say amen. You can eat off enough of it and have five or six cars and a mansion, whatever you want, as long as you're doing the will of God, and as long as you're not loving the thing and loving the money. Y'all can care less about money. The more money I get, the less I care about it. I don't care about it. I don't care about things. I don't. The other day, a month ago or something, and you know, I was preaching this or listening to whatsoever thing you desire, and I asked God, I, I, I had to check my soul. What do I want? There's nothing tangible I want. There are a lot of other things that I do want, spiritually, right? The work and the miracles, more of that, right? And all that stuff, things I want for other people. Things I want for us as a church, right? But y'all, personally, there's nothing that I want that I can't get. There's nothing that I don't have that I really want. I mean, nothing. I just, I was like, what, what, what? And, and really just lost joy in stuff. And I, I called my psychologist friend. I said, man, don't nothing make me, we go out to eat, whatever, these restaurants, food, clothes, about clothes. Nothing. I said, am I going to depression? You said, no, nah, brother. You got your affection set on things, right? Because it, it just don't move me. And it never has. She remember me and my wife, all we wanted to do was lead people to Christ and disciple them. We bring them to our little one-bedroom apartment in Broadway Square. Then we, were we saying? No. And then we live in Bedford Apartments. We'd have Bible studies. Over. We had a bigger place. We didn't care about it. And still don't. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank God for the trips. Thank God for the money. Thank God for this and that. You see, I ain't no jury, man, right? I don't care about no jury. I don't care what. What else can you do with money? But get a house and get a car, get some clothes, get some gadgets. I used to be the gadget dude. I don't care. I got gadgets. I got so much gadgets. I got, oh, God. I don't care about gadgets, airplanes, whatever, the beats, whatever. I don't care. Right? All we care about is souls. That's when you get into that assignment. All I care about is the next book I'm going to write. Me and Dr. Rogers, we in competition. He said, you're going to get three books out. I said, I'm going to get four out. You know what I mean? That's all I care about, helping people. Somebody say amen. But for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith. They got off the path. My brother in the back, listen to it. They got off the path going for money. Because they covered it. See, the reason we want money because we want what other people got. And then we look at their life and we get frustrated with our life. Why are you really so frustrated? Is God, your life so bad? No, it's because somebody else got something that you don't have. <laughs> the haves, the haves nots, and the have not paid for what they have. That's why people go into debt. They gave it to me on credit. <laughs> right. At 600%. And have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So the Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and add of what? No sorrow. But when you love money, you're going after money. Y'all, you can get tripped up. And good success can bring you money. Hello? <laughs> For a week or two, my son was the number one rapper on Zillow. Zillow, Zillow what is it? Rapzilla. 
the wrong path, though. It was success, but it took him way off. Come on, somebody. Took him way off. That wasn't what he was supposed to be doing. Chris Chicago, Engine Radio, and some, of the, some of the big rappers was contacted. Wanted them to do features. It's the wrong thing. Hello? You know, I hear people like Cassie and these new guys, you know, oh, God. Gene Moore Jr., oh, God. Was that they wedding? Them people can show enough sing, right? Back in the 90s, I thought I could sing a little bit. And, y'all, I got offers to do stuff, and people's trying to get me to do records. You know, all that stuff, I was in there with that. I could have had some success, but it wouldn't have been good success. And y'all, Elder took me off the path, and some of them people, oh, my God. They got into the music, and they got way off into some sin. Oh, you you talking about secular music? No, I'm talking about gospel music. <laughs> I'm talking about gospel music. Some of the big names you know. Amen. That's why I, I just, I, I don't want to know nothing. I just, we just sing the songs, whatever. Because you just, like, if you start knowing, like, you just, you don't play nothing, you don't sing nothing, we be singing, Mary had a little lamb. Hallelujah, and bless the Lord on my soul. That's probably it. Because the laws be jacked up. There's good success, there's bad success. Amen? Are y'all hearing me today? Money should not be a marker, not the primary marker. It's not always a good marker. It can be a deceiving marker. Denise Matthews, y'all ever heard me talk about her? I talked to her before she died. You go back, you look online, Prince and her on Rolling Stone magazine, 1979. She was the hottest act in America. Prince's girlfriend, Vanity, Vanity Six, Nasty Girl, all that stuff. That whole album went platinum or gold, double platinum or something. Famous, all over the place. She was supposed to be in Purple Rain. Her and Prince broke up right before that. But y'all, she gave her life to Christ. She gave her life to Christ and left all that, threw the Grammys away, threw everything that she won, all the Soul Train Award, threw all that stuff away because she said, I, I was successful, but it was bad success. It was bad success. Her picture was up in every boy room, black boy. You know, the white guys had fair faucet. The black guys had vanity. <laughs> That's who was up in our bedroom in the 90s, in the 80s. Yep. Very famous. So if you're chasing fame, you're chasing money, you got to get your hustle and all that stuff, if that's what you're going after, you can get it. You can get it. You can be successful. A lot of the uh, Destiny movies, you know, I I've always been into that Destiny genre, but, you know, It's a Wonderful Life and all that, you know, the, 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 the movies always have that same thing where, you know, some angel gives them their wish. See, if I was popular, if I, if I had money, right, and then they, then they make them rich, and then they have the money, then they get the girl, the woman that they want, right? But then when they get into that life, they find out they, they woman, as beautiful as she is, she having sex with the gardener. Mm-hmm. And all his good friends trying to stab him in the back because now he's the CEO of the company. And it's not as good as he thought it would be. Come on, somebody. Hello? 
So there, there, there is vast And I know some of y'all think if you just have money, all your troubles will be over. Hello, Regina, is that true? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We can't get in her closet. She got so many purses, purses she ain't even open. Y'all, stuff that people gave her, all that. Y'all, it don't make no difference. We, you, y'all don't think we have problems beyond money. Some of y'all seen that. What problems with, could you have, Pastor? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you want to come live in my world? Yeah, sure. Be careful what you ask for. Somebody say amen. amen. Gut-wrenching problems sometimes too. Amen. Y'all, there, there's nobody that don't have to live the life of faith. There's nobody that doesn't have to overcome. You think the devil leaves us alone? You do, don't you? You think you didn't, what Pastor Randy didn't have no problem? Y'all think that, don't you? I know you do. What problems could they have? They have everything. High school sweethearts. Been together for 30 years. Surely have no problems. <laughs> we don't have no problem to, by faith. Amen. By faith. We don't have no problem. <laughs> Y'all, money ain't going to solve your problem. I, I, dare, I dare you to get sick and go out and rub a Porsche and see what it do. I dare you to get depressed and go out and swim in your pool and all of a sudden all your anxiety and depression is over. I dare you to do it. It, it don't do nothing. Hello? You go sit in your theater room. You go sit on the back patio and look at all your flowers in your rose garden. You can do all that stuff. Money, money don't solve problems. And some of y'all have lived long enough to know that because you got some success and you know it don't solve nothing. <laughs> I don't say, I say, well, just let me get there and see, pastors. <laughs> <laughs> Truck drivers. People that are married. I've seen this so much. I met a guy in the store. He's, uh, I went to Walmart before Sunday. He was getting ready to go to church and yeah, I drive to man. I just came back from Cincinnati. I go to Seattle. You know, they drive. You know, make it, man, I make good money. Make good money. Make good money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That woman, she getting taken care of. Got children. They getting taken care of. They got all the Jordans. Yeah, he got about five families all over America, though. And his wife having sex with the UPS man or the UPS girl. <laughs> And his daughter don't know her, her sexual identity, and her, and her, and, her, and his son strung out on drugs. But they got money, and he drives a big dually that sit way up. Hello, and he's always cleaning number all with the shiny stuff on the tires. And you look at it, must be nice. You don't know what that woman going through. You don't know. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Ah, good success. Uh, bad success. If there's good success. Now, let's shift over. I'm going to get even tighter. Good success can even be an enemy. Good success can be an enemy to your side. Pastor, now wait a minute. Here we go. I want you to understand, y'all, it's not hard to become successful and have good success. I know some of y'all feel like it's going to take the rest of your life. 
It doesn't have to. If you start putting three and four concepts that God has told how long do it take to come out the Dunhill, Dwayne, financially? Do it take long? It don't take long. I told that brother he's going to become debt-free on his car and stuff, only on his house. He did it in three weeks or something. Came over here, didn't have nothing. Say, man, y'all gonna buy a house? Get a car. They couldn't have babies. Miscarry. You can have a It don't take long. All you gotta do is have some obedience, y'all. Right? Well, they got stronger faith. They don't have stronger faith to you, cause the Bible says we've all been given the same measure of faith. They might not have stronger faith than you. They might have more obedience, y'all. They might have more obedience. That's all it takes. If you're willing and obedient, y'all. You can be successful in this life. It don't take much. Come on, somebody. My son, man, was messing around in this year, got two degrees. He said, thank you, Daddy. Thank you for not giving up. Because once he made up his mind, it don't take long, do it? It don't take long to be successful. It doesn't take long. Everybody say, it don't take long. I got to just stop being hard-headed and do the right stuff two times in a row, come to church, Wednesday and Sunday with a good attitude for two months in a row. It don't, it don't, it don't, it don't it, y'all, it ain't hard. Can I show you one more time? Go to Psalms 112. Start at verse 1, fellas. Psalms 112. Starting at verse 1. I just want to show you guys. And we're not going to get through it. I'm out of time already. Oh. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man. Everybody say blessed. blessed. Is the man blessed. that fear of the Lord. Now, y'all, if you're in here and don't fear the Lord right now, you, it's just an adjustment. You can start fearing God right now tonight. And blessing is going to start coming on you. Right? Fearing the Lord is not going two for one with the man of God. Have you ever seen someone? Y'all, I would not go two for one with Dr. Rogers. He raising the dead. The person that can raise the dead, come on somebody. Peter raised the dead, but somebody lied to him and they fell dead. Because the anointing works both ways. I'm not going toe-to-toe with people with signs one of the mirror. Well, some of y'all do. You have no fear of the Lord. No reverence for the anointing. But if you fear the Lord, that the light of greatly in his commandments keep going. He's going to bless you. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. It's not hard. I fear the Lord. My seed is going to be mighty. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Keep going. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Y'all, it's so easy. Wealth and riches will be in your house if you fear the Lord. You stealing the Lord's tithe every other month, you don't fear the Lord. You just don't. I'm sorry. You can say you fear the Lord, but you don't. Wealth and riches is not going to leave the person's house that fear the Lord. I'd be finding out what the fear of the Lord is if I was somebody. Hello? <laughs> y'all, it's easy. Wealth and riches is all in the Bible. Y'all, it ain't hard. God will give it to you. He gave it to me. Somebody say amen. amen. If he gave it to me, he'll give it to you. Isaiah 119, what does it say? If ye be Willing and obedient. So do we believe this or not? If we be willing and obedient, we're going to eat the good of the land. Let me ask you this. Those of y'all who came up 
quickly, exponentially. We know we got other people. We got people on every level, right? Uh, pay attention. The people in here that came up exponentially fast from apartments to home ownership to the other side of town to the good side of town from living in the hood to eating the good, all that. All right, let me ask you. Was you ever told something to do that you didn't want to do? That was hard? That you had to do? Hello? All right. There was the willing and obedience that brought you in quickly, yes? All right, now. <laughs> you can become successful in your assignment and get off. Because, and y'all want you to hear this real close. Spiritual obedience and submission will bring you carnal and material wealth. When Fred Price learned the principles of faith, the spiritual principles of faith, one of the first cars he ever got was a Rolls Royce. One of the first watches he ever got was a Rolex. It will bring you material wealth. It will bring you the symbols of wealth in this world. It will. Just, you know, <laughs> me and Dr. Rogers, early this summer, we were in New Orleans, sitting in a room with so many people that had gotten there on their private jets. We sitting a table away from George Pearson and Terry Copeland Pearson. Sitting at the table with Kenneth Copeland's bodyguard who flies on that plane. Gary Cassie and Dorinda Cassie fixing the money thing. They there on their private jet. <laughs> Jesse Duplan is in the room. He just got off his jet. Everybody got jets. <laughs> right? Of course. Your faith, and these are luxury jets too. And worldly people don't understand that. They just living in land luxury. They just corner. They use the jets for ministry. They say they're scheduled. They could not. And y'all, I've been on commercial airplane. I'm getting so tired of commercial airplane. I'm, I'm going to start believing for jet for real. Because y'all, you be in them airports. They delay your flights. They cancel your flights. You can't get on the connecting flight. And y'all, people be stinky. They don't watch the, hello. They don't watch the spots. Y'all, we was on a plane to Hawaii. I had to switch seats with my wife because the dude sitting there saw him. Now, you're on an eight-hour flight, and you ain't watching those spots, man. It was terrible. They cannot even get, they, they, you know, one of the guys said, if I, if I didn't have an airplane, I couldn't get to half of my preaching engagements. Because the airlines don't even go there. In some places, they don't even fly to. But to the corner person, it looks Oh, must be nice. You got a jet. Okay, let me tell y'all something. Have you ever gotten something luxury or something nice? I think, I remember when iPhones or iPads came out. Like, that was the big thing, right? You, you remember that? How many of y'all remember when you got your first iPad or iPhone? 
It was like a big thing, right? Did you get used to it? It's not, you'll lose it now. You'll throw it on the floor, right? Break the screen, right? You get used to anything luxury, y'all. It don't, it don't, you, you can live in a 10,000 square foot house. You're going to get used to it. We have a theater room with 3D images coming out the things, surround sound. We hardly even go in there. Last time we played pool. None. Got big pool tape. Y'all, you, you get used to it. But here's what I'm saying. Your obedience brings material things in manifestation. And if you're not careful, it can put you at ease in Zion. Yeah. And you can get off. And so even success in the kingdom, y'all, I saw it happen to people. I saw it happen. Jimmy Tammy Baker. I got, I got saved watching Jimmy Tammy Baker. I did. They were hungry. They loved God. They started TBN on the West Coast with um, Jan Crouch and Paul Crouch. That was their thing. Paul and Jan Crouch did some gangster stuff, had a meeting, and overthrew them. They left peacefully. Started the 700 Club with Pat Robinson. They were sincere. I read their book when I was eight years old. Move it, move that mountain. All right. Then came to Charlotte, built the largest Christian network, built an amusement park that was more popular than Disney World. More people came to the Christian amusement park in Charlotte that they built than went to Disney World. And that's true. So you know the devil got upset, right? But it was the luxury. It was the success. It was the success, y'all, that got them off. It was the success that made him put his guard down. People who would never do cocaine. Now they want to, you know, you know why people do cocaine, right? Is it a recreational drug for most the entertainers? Is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. See, poor people think that. People do cocaine so they can stay up and be more productive. That's what they entertain. That's why they do it. So now I can stay in the studio and I can put out these albums. Now I can do, not, see, you didn't know, right? Yeah. And so then the pressure get on. I got to do more stuff. And somebody slip you some cocaine. Jim Baker. Then they bring in Jessica Hunt, right? Trouble in your marriage, and now you start, you sleep with this woman. One time, one time, it was, you know, it was bad. But he slept one time, ruined everything. He lost everything, went to jail, lost everything. You have good success now. Even in your assignment can be an enemy of your assignment. Are y'all still with me tonight? Is this good? Yes, listen to this. Never start loving fame, money, and adulation. Never. And y'all, I've been up and I've been down. I've been a base and I have abounded. I've been famous <laughs> and infamous. <laughs> some of y'all know some of them stories, <laughs> petting off, right? It don't matter. Good morning, America. Uh, camped out in our, in our front line, not far from me, trying to get an interview. George Stephanopoulos and Robin Roberts. I still have that note. 
Y'all, it don't matter, y'all. You got to keep your eyes on God. And some of what God is doing for some of y'all is protecting you from prosperity too fast because your heart not right yet. Now, that's true. Your heart not right. And if you made a million dollars right now, it would turn you away from God. We wouldn't see you at church till uh, Mother's Day something. Easter. Hello? Mr. Church, Pastor, I, 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 got, I got my housewarming out here, you know, on the lake. Got my million dollar house. We got set up for that. All that stupid stuff that people do. When God bless them. Look at 1 John 2.15, right? So you're going to get worldly things. You're going to get carnal things. When God starts blessing you, it is carnal stuff. Cars and stuff, houses and stuff. Y'all, them people, Jesus Duplantis and them, he's preaching 51 weeks out of a year, hardly ever at home. Cars and houses, he's not, he not there though. You don't get, you don't get to join the stuff because you're always busy, right? But listen, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is... Not enough. So you can start loving the massages and loving the Jamaica trips and loving, and that's all you're living for. So now I come to preach to get more money out of y'all so I can go get some more stuff and go get another car and go get some more rims and take another trip. Y'all, I could give a flip about that. No, I'm always checking my heart. My heart is always to get somebody saved. My heart is always, I got to keep checking it though. My heart is always to get people discipled and developed and to get you into your your dream and your assignment and walk you down the aisle, right? And see you get married and see you go into your new home, right? And see you start your business. Y'all, that makes me happier than anything. Pat, how many times I told you? Man, I'm so happy. Boy, I, I just called him up. Early in the morning, I said, Pat, I'm just so happy. I mean, it's like, like it happened to me. Because it was spirit, it was my spiritual work with him that produced the carnal thing. But we keep our eyes on the spiritual, right? We don't start worshiping the golden eggs. Hello? We honor the golden goose, and I'm not, I'm saying it in an analogy, I'm not demeaning God and bring them down to the level of a goose, but you know what I'm saying? We get caught up with the eggs, man. But what about the goose that keep producing it? We get caught up with the blessing. We get caught up with the creation. What about the creator that keeps bringing the, the victory? Love not the world, neither the thing. And some of y'all, you, you love things too much. My wife comes to give away her purses and stuff. She don't love that stuff. Ain't nobody giving away no dude. Ain't, ain't seen none of one of y'all give away nothing. And some of y'all got some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't nobody care about that stuff. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and she told me, and she, I've heard her testimony, she'll give away just to make sure it's not in her heart. Is that correct? She'll get something so fly. And she said, ooh, I'm going to be looking good. She said she won't even wear it for six months just to prove to herself. This ain't getting in my heart. Isn't that what you say? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, don't love things. Don't love the things of this world. Somebody say amen. God will give it to you. He'll give you stuff. And he gives us all things to do what? Enjoy. But not to worship. And not to love. I can enjoy something and not love it. Do I need to stay there? Can you enjoy something without loving it? Huh? Do you know how to enjoy something without letting it get in your heart? One of the people we're discipling can sing like nothing else. And there was over at our house, we was having Bible study last week. Uh, and we said, come on, sing. And she said, I've never heard people dishonest. I said, you scared to sing? Yeah, but not for the reason you think. <laughs> she said, I'm afraid of my ego. I'm good at it. You remember that? If that makes sense. I like doing it a little too much. You know what she said? Yo, we, yo, as Christians, we got to get self-actualized. We got to know what we can handle and what we can't handle. Hello? Now, y'all heard me tell that bad story about him. Uh, you know, he said the wrong stuff. We was going to get the phone. But then after that, I gave him another opportunity to get the phone at 16. And by that time, it was an iPhone 5. And you know what he said? He said, Dad, I can't handle an iPhone 5 right now. He said, don't give me a phone till I graduate high school. Is that true? He said, when I get 18, I'll be able to handle a phone. Do you have that kind of self-actualization? You want $100,000 a year. You want this, you want that. Okay, can you handle that? Do you really know if you can really, do you know for sure? Hello, girl, I wish you, I had your hair, yeah, and your body, and God know too. How many of y'all seen these people get the sleeve, get down and get real fine, and then leave their husband though? I done seen, I saw that happen so, you remember that teacher? <laughs> One of our favorite teachers. She was big, everything. Slim down. Next thing we know, I mean, got skinny, got fine. You know, she was an older white lady, right? But fine for her, right? Bought a sports car and divorced her husband. <laughs> Maybe. It might have been better if she stayed fat. She kept her life together. Can you handle the prosperity? And some of y'all know, girl, if I had your hair, you couldn't tell me nothing. That's why you don't have it. Because we can't hardly tell you nothing now. We had a member. Y'all know the member. I'm not going to call her name. Working in the cafeteria, just so not making no money, satisfied. He was at church every Sunday, every Wednesday, working in the ministry, faithful. I learned some stuff, Tyrell, because I was a young pastor. I said, this don't make no sense. This brother living at home, 
with his mama, 30-something years old. I'm going to help this. Um, no, 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 bro, no. We're going to do it. We're going to help you. Tell back when we was trying to rehab everybody and be their life coach. I'm your pastor, though. I'm just your pastor. Couldn't fill out the, the application for the promotion. Helped to fill it out. Couldn't spell the stuff. Did it. Talked to the people. Gave him favor. Man, I, we just need this brother to get hired. Man, because, you know, he need to make some more money so he can get out of his mama house. Y'all, this brother started making money. He had a flip phone, couldn't afford nothing else. He bought a smartphone. Started looking on porn on the smartphone. Got hooked on the porn. Left the church. Left the house from his mama telling him what to do. And got with some girl, and now she was telling him everything to do. It would have been better. It would have been better just to leave him where he was. I promise, if I left him where he was, he'd still be working at that same school in the cafeteria. And he'd probably still be at church. <laughs> See, you can have good success, but y'all, you can take your eyes off the prize. And that might be the holdup. I'm, I'm looking at somebody right now. That might be the holdup. You better get your heart right. Because, y'all, when that money start coming in, y'all, it ain't going to stop. And you better be ready. Hello? You, you, you better be ready. You better be ready when they start bringing you in and to meet celebrities. You, you better be ready. Come on. Huh? When Mary J. Blige start calling you, come do my hair. Hello? And then you in there making all that money, but you got to get your heart right. And then she start rubbing on your behind and you a woman. Do you just ignore that and keep making that money? You see what I'm saying? Y'all, I'm trying to tell you, you can be successful at what God has called you to do. And y'all, Biggie said it, more money, you can have some more problems. It don't solve your problems. Somebody say amen. Oh, I got to stop. I'm going to stop because I got so much more right here. <laughs> it's a school night. We, we got so much more. But we'll, we'll pick it up next week, y'all. One of the enemy. And see, I'm, I'm talking to, to other people. I, I, you know, we always preach to the down and outers, can't get your money together. But I'm talking to some people in here. Everybody in here ain't broke. Everybody in here ain't broke. There's some people in here got pools at their house. They, don't, they ain't telling you because you ain't coming over there. Come on, somebody. There's people in here got two and three and four houses. There's, there's people here with some money in the bank in this room. I'm preaching to them right now. Because you can have everything and everything you ever wanted. And you go into church and you say, man, I don't even have no problem. So why I got so many problems? <laughs> why I ain't got no peace? Why all this old stuff that I've been delivered from to you, how come it's coming back tempting me now? Because I don't put my guard down because life is good. Life is good. 
I know some of y'all, let's be nice. I ain't talking to y'all tonight. I'm talking to those other people. Yeah, some people know what I'm talking about. And you can have hell in the midst of heaven. But everybody else say, girl, what? My gosh, you ain't got no problems. Yeah. And those of y'all who coming up, you got to know, don't put your trust in riches and in money and in houses and in a Boaz or a roof. Amen. Put, go ahead and put your trust in a man because he fine and he nice and he make me laugh. Because, see, whenever you, whatever you put up there, God going to bring it down in your life. Go, go, go ahead and put that bright-skinned girl with the, with, the, with the straight hair and the green eyes and she mixed up with three different because that's, that's the people say, I want to mix now, whatever. Go ahead and get your little uh, cocktail uh, race person. So fine and cute. And put them up, up there. They're going to come down. They're going to come down in your life. Amen. Keep God the main thing. Come on, somebody. Keep the main thing the main thing. Anybody get some out of this tonight? Come on, give God some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't get thrown off with nothing. No idols. No idols. No idols. Sometimes I feel like I'm outside my body in the life I'm living. Because I remember where I came from. I'm like, man, what is this, all this stuff? Flying first class, all this. It don't mean a thing, y'all. It don't mean nothing. And first class definitely don't mean what it used to. They can't even serve you now because COVID. You might as well be riding in the back. They don't even close the curtain no more. It's the same stuff. You, you going to get peanuts? They get peanuts. I pay for leg room. I don't like the pe people coming back on me. Hey, hey, bro. My leg, my knees. I don't like nobody cut back on my knees. And the seat be wider, you know what I mean? Belt be a little longer, amen? Praise God. But y'all, don't, don't, don't do it. Y'all, I've been there. It, don't, it, don't, it ain't nothing. I promise ain't nothing to it. Ain't nothing to it, y'all. When you get there, you're going to find out. Ain't nothing to it. It's just something to enjoy. Somebody say amen. amen. And I know some of y'all money is the biggest problem you got. Y'all, you, you can get to a place where money is not your problem no more. But I guarantee you, the devil ain't going to give you a break because <laughs> money ain't your problem. Oh, money ain't their problem. Let's, let's just stop messing with them. No. No. No, sir. Yeah, yeah. You, you're under attack. Somebody say amen. That's all, that's all it is. But we're going to win. Every head bowed, every eye closed.